0: What up? What up, brothers? Oh, and sister. See you Liz. New D, I see you. Let's go. Uh, my feet are walking with the sun on fire like a thick furnace, then I'm further the one and further. Then we're not begun, And I hope so. i got a state firm, but then a permanent foe. Oh, you folks know, first off, ain't no room to show boat. Only in a cross if I boast, though so. Let me talk of him who prefigured and death The feet in the perfect, indeed, the up? Fo-o. We are uh
1: not live. I was going to say we're live. We're definitely not live. This is recording, but uh, in studio with uh got wheels back today. hmm Yep. Um really excited about that. Uh Joy's out, which stinks. Did you kick him out? I, well that, that's uh um next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, Joy, Joy can't uh, can't be with us today. He'll be back with us hopefully next week. But uh got some real excited news to let you all in on. Kinda this has kind of been in the works for a while, um, Joy and I and others have been planning this for a while, but May 17th, so okay, sorry, everybody get your phone out, go to your calendar app, you're going to want to make a little note, appointment, whatever it's called on this date, May 17th, that's a Friday from 5 to 7 um, is what it's looking like. We will be doing a, I don't really know what to call it, a a live show kind of because we will be recording on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All those things live while we're recording. But we'll also record it and then put it later on the podcast. But we'll have a live audience. Um, we'll be doing this at The Rock Bookstore in Sheffield, Alabama. Downtown Sheffield on Montgomery Street. Which is the main street in downtown. It's a really cool bookstore. And they have coffee and all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, but we've um, that's where we'll be going to have um a live audience there hopefully um which means if you're listening to this i'll be there yeah we'll be there i'll be there um (laughs) some some old friends of the show will be there i don't want to get you too excited but uh a lot of a lot of voices you've heard in in this show over the past year year and a half will will be there uh really excited, so what we're gonna do that night is it's going to be we're gonna laugh, we're gonna have a lot of fun, might do some giveaways um we'll be posting on our Facebook page, and all all social media will be reminding you, but we'll be making an event on our Facebook page, kind of we want to get an idea. How many people will be there um to know what the food situation might be like but we'll we'll be getting more details closer to time I say closer to time that's only a few weeks away, but what we need from you is to come obviously if you want to hang out with us, drink some coffee with us also we want to do some q and a um and in order i don't know if you're you know will do you know what q and a stands for
2: mm-hmm, question and and uh arms.
1: Yep, question in arms. Yep, or queen, <laughs> or answers. That's it. Or queens and aces and, anteaters. <laughs> uh, and a- um, ant eaters and apples. Ant Yeah. So, in order to do a question and answer time, we uh, we need questions. Um, so that's where you come in, listener. Um, send your questions. You can send them on our social media. Me- Social media, try that again. <laughs> you can mention us on social media. um you can get it to us there facebook instagram twitter um all, all those we're in all those places. find us, you can message us, you can comment on things, give us some questions. You can also send your questions to sports and jesus at gmail dot com It's sports spell out the word and and jesus at gmail dot com uh, you can send your questions that way, or if you're listening to this because we know you personally, you can just text us with some questions. Um, so, need some questions? They can be sports questions. They can be Jesus questions. They can be theological questions. They can be or book questions. Bo- book <laughs> questions. They can be in a bookstore. Yeah, if you uh, if you just need some some life help, fashion advice, um, you know, we'll if you. I'm currently wearing skinny jeans and chacos right now, so I'm the person to ask clearly yeah, yeah. and i'm <laughs> i'm I'm grizzly out hashtag grind city um so yeah, so we can help dating advice um you know just any kind of any kind of questions you have cooking questions you want some of our secret recipes you know where we are we will be that night we will be an open book, so um come hang out with us may seventeenth
2: Martha Stewart were, will. Uh, Martha Stewart will also be there.
1: That is undetermined. I'm not saying yes or no.
2: Well, she had not replied yet,
1: so it's uh, not a no. Yeah, we we've thrown out some big invites. Uh, haven't got any yeses yet on the you know celebrities, but
2: between you guys
1: and me, we didn't really
2: invite her. Don't tell anybody.
1: But we might. I'm neither confirming or denying that so <laughs>
2: but if she does show up we are absolutely cooking yeah us i meant, i mean her she's cooking and i'm
1: eating yeah so um yep so come hang out with us might do some also we've got some really cool things in store some uh might hit some of, might play some of our greatest hits might get um some of our friends that are more talented in the music department to Maybe play some live stuff. You never know. You mm-hmm. never know. You never know. So that's May, what I say? May 17th? May 17th? Yep. Mm-hmm. So come hang out with us. And uh, so let's get on with the show. Um, sports. 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 Wait, 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 wait. Sports. 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 sports.
2: <laughs> David figured out about that button a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. having fun with it.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, really cool time. Now Way do it, it one more time. Do it one more okay, time. Okay, okay. Sorry, time. sorry, sorry. Okay, watch
2: it. Sports. 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 Sports.
1: Sports. 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Now start. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so the NBA playoffs first round has ended. Second round has begun. Started. Started to be begun. Mm-hmm. Began yeah so um was a not really a super interesting first round if you're keeping up with it i think um all of the higher seeds moved on and most of them moved on pretty easily mm-hmm. uh, i'd say with a, with a few exceptions i think by far the most interesting moment of the first round was the whole kind of rivalry i guess that started or didn't start but was kind of was evident between Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook in the series with the Portland Trail Blazers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so, Damian Lillard is a—he's a point guard for the Portland Trail Blazers. Has been a, I'd say a, a, a star, all star in the league for a few years. Um, has had some already had some moments in the playoffs. Probably most people would regard him as one of the better point guards in the league. However, this series, I think kind of pushed him into the superstar range, just kind of how he, um, you know, anything about Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's a trash talker. He gets in your face. I mean, he's doing that to Damian Lillard all series. Damian Lillard isn't, isn't taking it. He's just, I mean, just, um, just killing it. So, and just killing Russell Westbrook. And, um, so, I've what?
2: got I've got another one for oh okay Put okay. that here here we go okay. D- drama
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um this the series culminates in a um in Portland tie ball game seconds are winding down Damian Lillard has the ball shoots a thirty seven footer um which is a probably closer to. Half court than it is to the three point line. Is that um,
2: like an exact approximation of how far he is? Yeah. Did they actually take a ruler out there?
1: Or? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> they they uh, yeah yeah. No um, but yeah, somewhere in that range. <laughs> um. So he sinks the shot. Trailblazers win the game. If you if you saw it, go go look it up on Instagram. It's pretty cool. Um. He sinks the shot, and a- after he makes it, he looks at the Oklahoma City Thunder and waves by to him. As it, I mean, it was just, I mean, just clutch, savage. I mean, it was... Drama. Yeah. Okay. Wait, it wait, was wait, <clears throat> wait, wait.
2: Drama. Sorry. Okay. We're having too much fun with that Okay. Button. No more. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, yeah. So, it was crazy. It was an awesome moment. Um, I mean, just, I, I don't know. Like, go, go see. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it, Instagram it. Like, go. You, you got to see that moment. Um, Paul George, the guy that was covering Russell Westbrook on that last play after the game in the interview said that it was a bad shot and that you kind of live with him taking that shot.
2: Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, he made it.
1: Well, yeah. And here's the thing too, is that from that distance, um, that people went back and looked during that series from that distance, Damian Lillard was eight of 12.
2: Oh, so he, he's actually, that's like. 60 really good from that far, yeah, away.
1: yeah, sixty something percent, yeah. So that yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a bad shot for everybody in the league except for Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry. It
2: seems like he was it Westbrook that said that. No, that was, uh, was uh, Paul George, the guy oh. that was covering him.
1: Yeah, seems
2: like he has a case of the whiny. Yeah, the whinies.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I really like how I can even mention Steph Curry. Joy's not here, so he doesn't talk about how he hates his family and the Lord and. Um, which isn't true. But uh yeah. Wait um, <laughs> Joy likes to uh he, because I like Steph Curry so uh-huh. much, Joy likes to at least once an episode um <laughs> blaspheme against well, is Steph he, Curry. See, he a LeBron fan? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's he's a LeBron fan. Yeah.
2: Isn't it funny that that those are opposites, like yeah. you either like one or the other, you can't like both. Which I do.
1: I, Which is probably well, <laughs> you. You can't do the thing that I'm doing. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, LeBron is kind of I don't know how we got on this subject because we're talking about the playoffs and he's, not, pro- yeah, he's not, not in there. the there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but LeBron for me has more than any other professional athlete I've ever known. Like my emotions go up and down with LeBron. Like, like I, I liked LeBron mm. when. He was first drafted. I didn't like LeBron. I hated LeBron when he went to Miami. Then I liked him again when he went back to Cleveland. And then now I like but it's like I feel like it's never in between. It's either like I hate him or I love him.
2: Or- I was like that until he came back to Cleveland. And once he got back to Cleveland, I was like, Okay. I think I like him now. Yeah. And then he left. And now he plays for the Lakers and he he got hurt, so you yeah. tell me.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you think that was the and we weren't planning on talking about this, but do you okay? Do you think that was the main reason they didn't make? Like, do you think if LeBron would have been healthy the whole season, the Lakers would probably be in the playoffs?
2: Probably not this year. I don't. I don't know. You say that, but you could say that about the the Cavaliers a few years ago. I mean, my, you know, my, like I, I feel like LeBron does carry that kind of weight. Yeah,
1: it, and, and my theory, though, however, is maybe he wasn't really hurt. Maybe he was just planning on recording or mm-hmm. recording Space Jam too. <laughs> This uh, this all is gonna and be he, awful. And he There's he needed, no way so. it's gonna be good.
2: The first one wasn't great. Yeah, I mean, like, wait, for, wait, wait what? no, no, no. no let, let me let me explain. Okay. Let me yeah, explain. You need to explain that statement <laughs> it's, before you it, get the podcast. It's iconic. It's iconic. Space Jam is iconic, and you have and you have to like it. But if and you, the best sports movie ever. No, made. if you watch it, it is cheesy. It is very poorly done. <laughs> well. <laughs> yes, if you watch it now, but it has MJ on it, and so it's awesome. The it has animation
1: MJ, doesn't quite hold up now, but at yeah, the time, that's true. Like, that's true. But, it was. It's not cheesy. It's a true story. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sorry. God, yeah. Sorry. You need to go to Moron uh, Mountain.
2: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that the the reason that, that space the first Space Jam can hold up is because it had MJ, and then and there's only one of them.
1: And Bugs Bunny.
2: And Bugs Bunny, yeah. But now they're gonna, they're gonna try to bring back Bugs Bunny from the dead. I wonder. Do we yeah. know yet?
1: Yeah. If they're doing. Yeah, that's another thing too. Right now, I feel like the like the Looney Tunes aren't. They're not even popular. Like, yeah, exactly.
2: And Le, it's like, basically he, a show about LeBron. Yeah. At the time that MJ was uh, was doing his thing, I mean, like it should be people like, still watched Saturday morning cartoons and stuff. Yeah. No one does that now.
1: They should be like LeBron and SpongeBob or. <laughs>
0: Hey, see, that, that, whatever, that would be a
2: little bit more relevant.
1: Whatever the kids these days are are into. Uh-huh.
2: When, what's bad is kids these day, days are into, like, Family Guy and, yeah. like, bad shows. Well, my my, so,
1: my three-year-old is really into this show on Netflix called Booba.
2: I think I've heard of it. Yeah. I love that show. I'm it's
1: <laughs> really weird. Like, you should – okay, if you're listening to this, you should go check. Like, it's this little furry creature that he never talks he just Mm-mm. gets into trouble, Mm-mm. and she'll just sit there and like just laugh and laugh and see, laugh.
2: See, I was into Thomas the Tank Engine.
1: Oh man, that was my that was my cartoon. My that was my little brother. Uh, who's probably listening to this was a big th- like he had like the mm-hmm. the model trains yeah. and had like the table yep. that he set up the train. It was great. Well, okay, I don't know how we got from Damian Lillard to Thomas the Tank Engine. but um so organically yeah (laughs) another question that comes up with the playoffs is kind of the state of the warriors um the warriors surprisingly um it wasn't it wasn't that easy of a series for them whereas last last year and, and the year before that they seemed to just kind of blow through everybody um this year was
2: yeah it's almost like they were like not to bring back lebron but it's almost like they were kind of playing to beat lebron a little bit
1: yeah i I don't know i mean they were they were upset twice against in the first round against the eight and the eight seed clippers and it just seems like the i mean they've struggled all season not struggle i mean they still were the number one seed in the west but Mm -hmm. compared to where they've been in the past and it's almost like they think they can just turn it on, and maybe sometimes they can't. It'll be really interesting. I think this next series because they've got the Houston Rockets, which is the team that came mm-hmm. pushed them to a seven game last year mm-hmm. that came the closest to beating them. So I don't like Harding.
2: I'm going for yeah. I'm going for the Warriors.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because sure's a great guy. Uh, if yeah, you're listening, Steph James. Curry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or Steph Curry. If you're listening to this, we never. No one on this podcast ever talks about your family um <laughs> in a neg- i didn't in a negative way yep <laughs> <laughs> um so big week this past week it's been um the nfl draft which was really close to us was in nashville um which is, I, I think it's kind of cool that they're the draft is going to different places every year now Uh seem to be a really big in Nashville same thing did, seemed to go Did you see
2: work. how many people were were in downtown Nashville?
1: This it said it, it was
2: 300,000 people in downtown Nashville. Wow. If you if you've ever been on Broadway, it's already crazy. But wow. imagine 300,000 people down there. Wow. No thanks. <laughs> we uh
1: we flirted with for a little bit um doing a uh, on this podcast going to Nashville, but uh, that yeah. didn't work out oh for our, the for the draft yeah i didn't work oh, out with our work schedules but yeah. um so the draft i feel like however having said that like it, it was a big success in nashville it didn't seem as i don't know there's there didn't seem to be those big stars yeah like there was there, there weren't I'm, a ton I mean, of you names had, you know? had kyler murray uh-huh um but even kyler murray like We've only known him for a year. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody really knew who, he was, except this podcast. If you go back and listen to yeah. an episode a year ago, we I wrote. think this time next year it's going to be
2: a completely different story.
1: Oh yeah, cause
2: it's going to be huge. There's going to be a bunch of names there yeah. next year.
1: Yeah, I think uh, probably the biggest one being Tua. Tua, yeah. Yeah, if he if he leaves early, right, uh, he should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should. According to how this season, he goes. he could have left
2: if he was eligible. He should have left last year. Yeah. But he, yeah, he wasn't.
1: Thank God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Because we lost to Clemson, we got we got to beat them this year. Yeah. Speaking look, of draft, Damian that. Harris was uh, at our church the other day.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Easter. I got a photo with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on uh, on Easter he, Sunday, he got drafted um,
2: by the Patriots, fifth round, fifth round.
1: So he got a ring. So yeah, pretty, pretty well, much. Yeah, he he's pretty much pretty much, got pretty got much a ring. won a Super
2: Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> got he's got to start growing some more hands with yeah. all those rings.
1: I saw. I think a. Uh, Jared Stidham was also drafted Mm -hmm. by the Patriots, Mm -hmm. I think. That's
2: interesting. Yeah. They're planning on Stidham being a a backup to to Brady. It's a good situation for him, even if he doesn't stay with the Patriots, which probably won't. He'll probably get traded or something at some
1: point. I I wonder if they're kind of planning for him to be the future. Because Stidham is an interesting interesting prospect Mm -hmm. because he – He's shown in his career that he can throw the ball. Um, he was in a system at Baylor where he threw the ball a lot, did extremely mm-hmm. well his freshman year there. At times, um, did well at Auburn throwing the ball, and then at times didn't. But, but you wonder it almost like wasn't his fault though. It, it was it was it Auburn's system that's a run heavy. That was the problem. Play last action day. deception like that was it the system, and, and that's kind of the theory for some draft experts I heard that like he he's a, a yeah. NFL style drop back yeah. quarterback and seemed to show that in the senior bowl.
2: He obviously did something in the combine I guess on like Patriots yeah, I think, I think Belichick did, wouldn't have taken him if he didn't like I think he did
1: him. well in the senior bowl also. Oh okay. Um I, and hmm. so yeah so so that, that'll be interesting. Speaking of, of my, Stidham my, and the position he plays, um I was wh- who do you think best quarterback in this year's class, like looking back 10 years from now, mm. obviously you're going to have probably a few that are out of the league that never really make it a few that you're are hanging in, on. The, in the draft. This yeah. Year. In the draft this year. And then probably one or two that will do well, be consistent starters. Do you think there's, or any of those guys in this year's draft? Um, obviously I, the giants they, think Daniel Jones cause they, yeah. Well, was, well, I mean, they're,
2: they're led that way about everything. Yeah. But, um, Well, obviously the two big names are uh, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray. And I think Kyler Murray will probably hold up the test of time more so than Dwayne Haskins will.
1: Yeah, I just wonder if his body can. Like, you just don't typically, you haven't seen, typically like running quarterbacks don't make it very long physically.
2: Yeah, you're right. But he reminds me of Deshaun Watson. I don't think he has like the. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's
1: been hurt. Multiple times. That's already. true. He's that's done true. Well, when he's in, but, but
2: he started like yeah. pretty much right away. Yeah, didn't he? Or was he a he backup? The
1: first year, I don't think he started the first game, but he was the starter by yeah. the end of that his first year.
2: Who who, who picked him up again?
1: I the forgot. Texans. The tech. Who are you talking about? No, the Kyler, uh, Murray. Collar. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, the Cardinals. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, they traded. Yeah. homeboy.
1: Yeah, they traded uh, um, Josh Rosen. That's that's interesting too. Cause oh, you that get, sounds
2: like they're gonna they're gonna start. Kyler Murray then. I me. mean, I
1: feel like they've got to because you, you draft Josh Rosen last year to be your future, to be your – and he does – he did okay. Obviously didn't do great for them to have the first overall pick this year. But then you change quarterback – I mean, then you change head coaches. So the coach that drafted Rosen mm-hmm. is out, and new guy comes in, pretty boy. What's his name? Oh, God. I don't know. The Coach from Texas Tech. I can't think of his name. But he comes in. He runs more of a spread kind of like – college style system. Uh we'll just got an idea because the lights just got brighter. Um <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Yeah. <laughs> so runs a more cop a more Kyler Murray, I guess, friendly system. Well that's the so, way to
2: that's the way to approach it. You but, know, I'm not an NFL guru, but I feel like well I know there's a lot of money on the line so you don't want to get your yeah. your quarterback that you drafted first round, first pick. Was he first pick
1: Kyler, Kyler Murray? Or, yeah. Was he the first pick? Yeah, he was the first overall pick. Yeah. So then, That's a lot of money. Yeah, so Josh <laughs> Rosen gets traded to not as much money as it used to be, actually. Yeah, that's um, true. They don't make near as much money first-round picks as they used to, which is why I, I w- think – What's the
2: difference? Do you, I don't, I well, don't they, even know. Well,
1: they used to – so, like, used to first overall pick, you know, those were, like, the highest-paid players in the NFL. Yeah. And then a lot of them didn't work out, and so it was really hurting teams. And so now they've got kind of a limit on how much you can pay – Oh, players they, like, in their first contract. Oh okay. That's I didn't why even know it's, that. it's really that second contract, 3 or 4 years in where players start really making a making lot of money. money. Huh. Like I th- I think like I did not
2: even know
1: that. Like um, that Baker Mayfield is making like 20 30 something million over 3 years. I don't know. Like it's still a lot of money, but it's <laughs> I not wish I could
2: make 20 or 30 million <laughs> over 80 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not <laughs> a, it's not a
1: lot compared to Oh I know. you know guys used to. And because of that, I think the model in the NFL If you want to win a Super Bowl, it's one of two things. Either you have a quarterback that's an all-time Hall of Fame quarterback, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers.
2: Uh, Even even Tom Brady was a – they they didn't even predict him. But in order to
1: win a Super Bowl, you have one of those guys, or you have a young guy that's cheap that Mm -hmm. plays well, but because you're you're saving money, you're able to get other guys to Mm -hmm. complement him, which would be like what the Rams – yeah. We're doing with Jared Goff would be like what the Seahawks used to do when Russell Wilson first came into the mm-hmm. league. Then, then he got to his second contract, they have to pay him all this money, and then they're not as good because they had to get rid of all their other good players mm-hmm. to have the money to pay him. Yeah. Um. So, so that seems to be kind of the even, even. Um. I wonder if uh, th- what's his name? What's the quarterback for the Chiefs' name? uh Madden cover.
2: Oh, Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, that's an example too, guy. You're not having to pay a lot of money. Dak Prescott in Dallas, like they're able yeah. to surround him.
2: Dallas is probably or he's probably going to get franchised.
1: Well, he, yeah, he'll they're going to have to pay him after this year cuz he's yeah. going to hit that base contract. But yeah, in, anyways, so that's kind of our our draft coverage, our our thoughts. Um I'm thinking best quarterback uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I think it might end up being Daniel Jones. I know. I don't think. I never even
2: heard of the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm very prepared for this podcast, yeah. everybody. I
1: think he's in a good situation to sit behind Eli. I don't think it was wise. I thought the Giants could get him with their 17th pick instead of their sixth pick, but the sixth overall pick. I don't, don't know not. what they're
2: thinking. With the keep Eli and get rid of OBJ.
1: I don't know. Oh, yeah. that Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. I'm, I yeah. bet you they
2: just like Eli and they don't like
1: Beckham. I, yeah, <laughs> I wonder how much that has to do with it. There's some reasons for that that I don't really want to get into Oh the yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. Might, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Just so. concern. I mean, there might be some... I'm not even going to say it. No, Yeah, yep. don't worry about yeah. it. We'll talk later. So, another big thing happened since our last episode. Uh, there, there was I a, a, I don't know if any of you ever heard of the sport, golf... But uh, there was a golf tournament.
2: Is that a sport?
1: Yeah. And there was a guy that won the golf tournament that hadn't won a tournament like that in a long time. <laughs> Who's that? And his name was, uh, oh, what was his name? Tigger? Ly- lion uh, Bear. I I can't think of this guy's name. I've really never hmm. heard of him before. I- it wasn't like ESPN covered his affair and all th- that for I, I, two years straight I, yeah I, so tiger woods um uh, that was his name <laughs> tiger woods won won the masters which is in dramatic fashion yeah I, i'm not even a golf fan but that you gotta that's, love it that's interesting you gotta love it love it hate it i don't know but it's definitely interesting
2: we have a family friend that cannot stand tiger woods for some reason <laughs> like i i don't even know if he wore if he even bases it off anything other than he's just really good well, I guess he hasn't been good in what, ten years.
1: Is that is that family friend an Alabama fan too? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that can't be I mean, that yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would think like an Alabama fan would go for Tiger Woods because yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's amazing mm-hmm. too, like I feel like it had to take this long for Tiger mm-hmm. for people to be like if it would if he would have come back after the mistakes and what he put mm-hmm. his xy through and all that like if he would have just come back right after that and just not missed a beat and kept winning like i feel like he would have turned into yeah. a big villain and I'm, even did I'm, still
2: i'm gonna be that guy that goes ahead and says it I, I, I might be the first one to ever say it but i think that was his last one his last major. Mm. i
1: don't know it took him a while to win that one i mean if it takes him
2: yeah uh, anywhere close I, to I that mean, long
1: hey if you prove me wrong awesome yeah so um we're running out of time for this part of the podcast, but we're brought to you today by Red Letter Clothing, redlettercloth.com. May 17th, put that down in your calendar right now. If you haven't already, come hang out with us. Um, send us your questions for us to answer, theological questions, sports questions, life questions, any kind of questions. Um, Fashion, looking, Yeah. <laughs> looking forward to uh, hanging out with you guys, hopefully. So... Um, we'll be getting you more information on that, but until next episode, I'll catch you on the flippity flip, flippity flip, flipping it. Back, back, yep. The Jack Jack Jacks
2: from Mo Mo Mo, yep. Free advertising for Mac,
1: for Jacks for Max for, for Max. You love <laughs> you some Jacks, man.
2: That's the only thing around here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's everything around here.
2: Not Muscle Shoals, like. Okay, I'm there's, a Fed. I'm a FedEx driver, and for some reason, there's like ten of those things around Muscle Shoals, <laughs> and it just so happens that that's when I get hungry. Yeah, I'm yep. actually very tired of of Jacks, but. It's like, it's the kind of food you eat when, I mean, I can just get over it, even if I'm not excited about it. Yeah.
1: You, know? you can find something there.
2: Yeah. Just.
1: You bait. don't, you, you might not be excited about it, but you're never like, you might not be like, Jack sounds great, but you're never like, Jack's doesn't sound good. Well, like good.
2: McDonald's, like there's some days where I don't want, I don't want McDonald's and I won't eat McDonald's. Yeah. Jack's is like, I don't want it,
1: but I'll eat it. But I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's because their bacon is so good. That's true, and they're fries. That's why it's I, the fries. It's yeah, the, it's I like the chicken. I like the chicken and the comeback yeah, sauce. Chi- oh, yep. Yeah. That's okay. Yep.
2: If you're outside of Alabama, this is a fast food restaurant um, only for Alabama. So, yep. That's what we're talking about.
1: Anyway, so non-paid um, advertisement. This, unless you want to pay us, yeah. Jacks. If you're Jack, <laughs> if you're listening to this, that would be awesome, Mister Jack. <laughs> That'd um, be cool. So, this episode brought to you by Red Letter Clothing um, redlettercloth.com. Go check out there. Some, some cool gear, merch, got some, some shirts, some hoodies, hats, all cool things with a cool message. Um, go check them out also on social media, Instagram. They're a really good follow on Instagram. They got a Facebook page. Go check them out. I mean, good stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll be interviewing the, um, owner of red letter clothing soon. Uh, Really excited about that introducing him to y'all. But, um, so our topic today, our topic of the day today, this day is how to discern a calling to ministry or missions. Uh, we will probably figure out how to shorten that because that's probably not if you're looking at listening to this podcast probably not what the title says because it's really long not sure how we're shortening it yet but i'll figure out figure it out before i post it but anyway um so this is a big i think um a for me personally um i think will's probably been there too um i know a lot i have a lot of friends that have been there how do you how do you discern how do you figure out if jesus is calling you to to ministry to missions to move your family somewhere to go to seminary to how do you discern if because uh it's not it would be much easier if god was just like hey you you preach (laughs) and uh that would be but that's not how it works Mm -hmm. so um you've got to kind of discern that and figure that out and i know a lot of guys that have Thought that and it ended up not being true. I know a ton of guys that were were thinking ministry, were thinking missions, and then God just kind of made it clear as they got older that that wasn't what He was specifically calling them to do, um, and that they serve their good husbands and fathers and serve the Lord well at a at their local church, and you know that's that's awesome, and that's probably the majority of us, but um, um. So, what we want to talk about, you know, how probably there's a lot of you that's listening to this, um, that either, either you have dealt with this, you are dealing with this, or you know somebody, um, in your church that you might could help walk them through how to figure this out. So first of all, I need to define, because we talked about on this podcast before, um, like ministry and missions. And we've talked about how if you're a Christian, you're called to be a minister. If you're a Christian, you're called to be a missionary. The great commission is for all Christians, not just a, there's no special group that's closer to God than, than another. And that's, I still think that's all true. But so what we mean when we say called, we mean called to like, when we say ministry, we mean more like vocational, like this is going to be primarily what I do with my life, both to provide for my family and, and to serve God. That could be a call to pastoring, to eldership, to worship leading. Um, and then when we say missions or called to missions, we're talking more cross-cultural. I'm going to move my family somewhere long-term. That's a different culture to plant churches. Um, how do you know if that's something you're called to do? So, th- so that's that's what we're talking about. So, the first thing, number one step, on the first box to check is, are you a Christian? That seems obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it, it is obvious. It should be. <laughs> However, <laughs> me and Will can both probably give you tons of examples of men that have done ministry said they're called to ministry we'll probably knows people that he went to seminary with that turns out they weren't christians Mm -hmm. um so that's step one is are you regenerate have you been converted um step two which kind of goes hand in hand with this or the the real uh, i guess we'll count this all as step one is is there a desire there and and we need to define what we mean, like a desire for what, um, because there's some people, a lot of people that want to be a preacher because they like being on the stage and everybody looking at them. Yeah. That's not what we mean.
2: Like where, like where the desire actually comes from. Yes. Yeah. What's it supposed to serve? Yeah. You, you are God.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, sad to say we would like, I would say, I don't know if if we would agree with this, but I would say, in America, probably the majority of ministers have not great desires behind it.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm probably, I mean, there's probably a, a majority. Pro- probably <laughs> more selfish desires. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it's sad, but it's probably true.
1: I mean, yeah. you might think, hey, I'm, I really like the way people think of me. When I get up and preach, or or, when they think of me as a leader, when they think of me, well, that's that's not the desire. We're I think
2: about. it's, I think it's probably a very Western thing that a lot of people trying to go into the ministry approach it just as like a career field, mm-hmm. and like and let that like that be it. Not that it, there's anything wrong with you know, yeah, um, pursuing vocational ministry, but, um, but I, I feel like there's a lot of of. There are. There's plenty of examples of people that are trying to go into ministry because of the paycheck. Yeah, which is ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause it's not. A, yeah, it's not a great paycheck. <laughs> uh, it's according to who you well, are. Well, yeah, yeah, it's true. It depends on what church you go to. Yeah.
1: Um, I I think it, there's some probably fewer that fall into this category, but I think there's some people that also do missions or sign up to do missions just because they enjoy traveling or enjoy seeing <laughs> wow. places they've never seen or yeah. enjoy. Um, Different, you know, we we get like the benefits
2: of a a Christian like mission agency or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I I can move to, you know, somewhere in Europe and not have pretty Mm. much not have to work, just, Mm -hmm. you know, just vacation, (laughs) pretty pretty much meet certain numbers. Again, I don't think there's near as many of those as the first category we talked about when it comes to ministries in America, but there's probably some. But so that's so when we mean. When I say, is there desire, what is the, we've talked about wrong desires. What is the right desire? Mm -hmm. Um, I think if we say desire, means there is a desire in your heart to see people grow in Christ, learn who Christ is, meet Christ for the first time, be converted. And there's a desire to see that and to facilitate that. And to spend your entire life and resources doing that. And that desire is sto- so strong that there's nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean by desire. If you can not preach, if you're okay, if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I might be a preacher or a minister or a pastor. and But you know, if this thing works out mm-hmm. over here. And I just do that, then I'm okay. With if that's you, that you're not probably not being called. Yeah, I think it's
2: it would be a, uh, a biblical, um, I guess, a good reason for or a good desire biblically would be, um, if you do, if you enjoy God so much that the overflow is ministry. Yeah, I feel like that that would be
1: yeah that
2: would be the the right response to the call. Yeah. Yeah. But we haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the, and for example, uh a, f- a few episodes ago interviewed Jordan Rowe, who him and his family are moving in a few weeks to Alaska and just getting to know him and his wife, like they you talk about desire. I mean, it was just like mm-hmm. when like it was beyond a shadow of a doubt, like we're we're we are spending the majority of our lives somewhere other than where we're at now on
2: mm-hmm. missions.
1: Like, that's just what we're doing. That's what we're. That's incredible. Yeah.
2: How God gives, I mean, God gives everybody, you know, uh, desires for other things for their ministry. But I've always, it's always been like overwhelmingly encouraging when there's people that just live for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so that's what we mean when we say desire. So number two, so that was number one, is there a desire? Are you Christian? Number two um, is, are you qualified? So, will if you want to be looking up those um, mm-hmm. those verses, but uh, what we mean qualified the Bi- the Bible gives us specific character qualifications of what your life should look like, along with the desire in in order to for this, in order to discern if you're being called. So, mm-hmm. will if you want is First um, Timothy three one mm-hmm. through thirteen is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's um.
2: Yeah, so this is a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, um, you know, writing to him about what the qualifications for for overseers and elders are, so um I'll just read it. Uh, the word speaks for itself, so the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task, therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife sober minded self controlled Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. And then it goes into deacons. Uh, deacons likewise must be dignified, not double tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for for not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus.
1: And we'll probably do an episode in the future where we kind of walk through that that text and yeah. what each one of those means but so there's clear like qualifications like from a character standpoint this is what your life mm-hmm. has to look like
2: yeah and clearly god i mean this is god's standard for what he wants to be for who he wants to be uh over a chur- his church yeah and
1: like and, and basically it's a non-negotiable that those <laughs> qualifications aren't just for, I mean, th- that's basically defining how every Christian yeah, should live. it's basically
2: live. a Christian. <laughs> Just and, be a Christian. <laughs> but what it's
1: saying by yeah. that is the a a minister should live that out, like mm-hmm. should be an example in how that other Christians can mm-hmm. look to and how to live yeah. is basically what that's and saying. Then it, like uh, has to be yeah. an example like yeah. that.
2: Uh, and then uh, somewhere else in Scripture it says that these people that are, you know, overseers are going to be held accountable for how they oversee the church. Yeah, so they're going to be held accountable for their character that's required of them. Yeah. So, it, it God cares about it it's severe.
1: And I think which which leads to kind of our we'll go ahead and, and tell you what the third the third box that needs to be checked is which is are you gifted? Um, having said that, and we're talking about are you qualified? I'm talking about character right now, like. I think character is a lot more important than gifting, and I think a lot of mm-hmm. churches, especially in America, have that backwards, mm-hmm. where in a lot of churches, gifting trumps character.
2: Yeah, a lot of times it looks like, well, he plays drums, for instance, me before I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he plays drums. He's good, so... Who cares? Just let him play drums.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I saw him over at that. Well, he's a good drummer. It's okay. Yeah. We need
2: him because that's what's going to get people to come see us if if we have a good drummer. Exactly. Yeah. I hate that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or a a lot of times, you know, well, this guy, he's such a gifted communicator Mm. and he, so let's put him up in front of everybody and let, like. No, like the most important thing is mm. you meet those qualifications. You're high character, mm. and then gifting comes second. I think when, when, for example, I'll say this: where our our church, the church that me and Will attend, Will and I attend, good uh, grammar, yeah, good grammar. Yeah. Uh, Will and me attend <laughs> Gosh. is is within it's under the um, Acts twenty nine Church Plant Network umbrella. Um, we're a part of that network. And I think we have had many examples within that network of and I, I think we're we're definitely shifting away from it. Like we're shifting more towards character mm-hmm. trumps. Gifting. Totally. gifting is important. Let me get that. Like gifting is very important. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, true. character, character. <laughs> you don't is, want a bad drummer. To play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Why am up there? But yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just, K- character <laughs> is more important. Both are very important. Character is more important. Mm. And I think we've we've had some guys within the network, some very very popular guys, like I mean, I'll just say it, like like Mark Driscoll, for example. That um, obviously there were some character issues, mm. but the gift. I mean, there's not been many people to walk on this planet that have been more gifted mm-hmm. at some of the things Mark Driscoll can do, but that's not the most important thing. And mm-hmm. what happens is when you have a super gifted guy and the character's not there. Yeah. The church builds and becomes thousands and thousands of people going. And then Well that's sort of the model it, in America right it, now. <laughs> yeah. And then the character comes out and it falls apart and you have thousands of people that were once going to that church now want nothing to do with church. Yeah. Um, it's it's we,
2: actually causing a reformation in, in a sense, like a, for the true church, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. if you're
1: listening to this, um, remember that, like, don't think just because someone's gifted that that, like, character is the most, mm-hmm. like, out of these two characters is, is more important. So, on gifting, like, gifting is very important, and your gifting kind of helps determine where you're going to fit in mm-hmm. within that that ministry yeah. context. I so
2: think th- I think there's a tendency, too, if, if, if you're listening and... I definitely can see where this could sound like it's, we're just being like sort of legalistic with how we're approaching it, but it's not. And the reason is the re- the reason it's not legalistic to hold these standards is because the Bible holds these standards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so as as a people that we uh, we honor the truth and we hold the truth up high, uh, as Scripture tells us, you know, we should. <laughs> You know, we've got to hold to, we got to, hold to these things so that Christ can be honored in his church. That's why he, that's how he set it up, and that's why he wanted it set up that way. Yeah. So.
1: And so we're talking about all this to discern mm-hmm. if you have a call to ministry, mm-hmm. right? So what we're saying is, I know we've kind of compared gifting and character, and character is more important than gifting, but if you're called to ministry, you'll have both. Mm-hmm. Like God is going to gift you. To do what he's called you to do, yeah if yeah. if you feel called to preach, yeah. like God's not going to call
2: you to preach if you can't preach. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs>
1: um That's true. If you want a, a book on that, read Spurgeon's lectures to my students. Yeah, like he he would say because when he was preaching, they didn't have my mic- they hadn't invented Man. microphones and stuff yet. He would say if you don't have a loud voice, mm. God hadn't called Man, you.
2: Man, preach. my uh, <laughs> preaching class that I was in, uh, Doctor Payne. The off chance he hears this, hello, Dr. Payne. Um, shout out, but yeah, he he was that's one of the things he says, like, man, sometimes you just ain't gifted that way. <laughs> God's yeah. not gonna call you if he ain't to something if he hasn't also blessed you with the talent
1: to do it. Yeah, it's man. like you might love the Lord with all your heart and be a great character, and you want to be a worship leader and you can't sing a lick. I'm sorry, God hadn't called you <laughs> yeah. to do that, like there's other places we would lo- like we'd love to yeah, use you totally, but God hadn't called you if he <laughs> hadn't given you a voice to sing, he's not called you to sing Because mm-hmm. um, God's sovereign, and yeah. he um but we also want to say just because you're gifted doesn't necessarily mean you're called totally
2: yeah um, That's
1: a good point. and just because you have great character doesn't necessarily mean you're called either, so all three of these things so far have to line up in order to discern whether you're called mm-hmm. or not. Is there a desire? Um, Is there a a godly desire Mm. to honor God? Um, Are you qualified and are you gifted? Number four, which is very, very important. Do others affirm this calling in your life? And by others, we mean older Christians, other ministers. If you're in a healthy local church, does the leadership at that church affirm it? Does, does the people that know you know your life know your character know your strength of character and know your giftings do they affirm these things mm-hmm. um It doesn't have to be completely unanimous I think we, i I've seen I'd have friends that have run into issues to where you know one guy might not affirm it because he has a very narrow view of what ministry looks like and what pastoring looks like but 10 other strong guys that and other leaders of churches do affirm it and you know that but you want the majority of people that really know your life the majority of um i think this is really big like if you're in a local church the leadership of that local church if it's a if it's a strong healthy local church like the elders of that church do they affirm this calling on your life Mm -hmm. um i think that has to you have to be able to check that box I've heard a story I'm not gonna mention the guy's name but he's kind of a evangelist pastor and there were some really big or preacher um slash instagram star um there were some really big like character issues with this guy while he was ministering. And because of these character issues concerning his marriage and relationships with women that weren't his wife, because of these character issues, the church that affirmed this guy originally mm-hmm. took that affirmation and that licensing away. Um, and so this guy, instead of where we would say, hey, that's a sign that maybe this isn't what God's called you to do. This guy just goes and finds a, some ch- any church that will affirm it mm-hmm. and is still, despite these character issues is um so do others affirm and then last but not least um is there opportunity like if god's called you to do something Mm -hmm. he's going to open the doors for you to do it Mm. so uh that i think that's that's important like if you feel called to missions is there a way for it to happen Mm -hmm. um sometimes god god closing doors on you might mean he hasn't called you to do it so true so, just to help you, you know this isn't an exhaustive list. this is just from what uh like me and will who have wrestled with this uh and we're both you know we we do ministry, will is gone to seminary is about to graduate from seminary um and so we've but we also both have friends that have wrestled with this and wondered about this and end up not being caught- and like we've seen it' seen it all so this is just what we've found, what we've been encouraged in, what we've learned. Like how can you, if you're listening to this and you're wrestling with this, like these are five boxes that we think you need to check. Again, there is there a godly desire? Are you qualified? Are you gifted? Do others affirm? And is there opportunity? And and not all of these boxes have to be checked right now. A lot of these like for me, I would say it probably has taken 10 years mm-hmm. for me pursuing ministry to get to a place where I can check these boxes. So, yeah. And
2: I think, um, all this, all of these things are, if you, if you kind of just follow, you know, biblical theology and the reason behind, um, why God may had set, set up the church the way he did, did, and the way and why he set up, um, affirming, You know, elders. The reason he he uh, cultivated this setup for churches is because, like what Ephesians two seven says, it says so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Um, You know, he uses the church to to uh, to be. You know, it sounds really elementary, but we're his hands and his feet. You know, and uh, it's important to Christ that of utmost importance to him that uh, his church is pure and healthy. And this is, and he set these boundaries up in order to protect the health of his church. And mm-hmm. that's an act of grace towards us. And, and all of this is because he desires people to, to come to saving knowledge in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, yeah. uh, and so these aren't just rules for the sake of rules. These are, um, these are, you know, rules that God put in place in Holy scripture so that if we abide by them and hold our churches to them, um, his glory may be sh- shown more brightly. Um, yeah. and, uh, that's, that's the bigger picture behind it. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and having said that one thing I realized I skipped over there, uh, you've if you are running away from sound theology, then you're probably not called to missions or ministry. So, no. If, if theology, especially, especially if, if you know it, yeah. If theology, especially if you know it and learning, if learning about God and who God is and how, what the church is and how the church should look, if those things scare you and push you away, mm-hmm. he probably hasn't called you to teach or to mm-hmm. plant churches or so. Yeah. Um, I, I would call. I would encourage people to not run away from.
2: From the study of theology, because yeah. anybody, even if you're not right called now, to because right, or ministry ministry. true, because right now it's in, it's in vogue, I guess, for Christians like me and you, like at least in our in our context, like people like they kind of wear like being a theologian as like sort of a badge of honor. Yeah, but it's it's way more than just that for the sake of being a theologian. It's it's you know for the reasons we've already talked about. I'm not gonna go yeah. through them again, <laughs> but. It's important. Hey.
1: Um study so, it. So May seventeenth, come hang out with us. Reminder, put that in your calendars. Mm-hmm. Send any questions, sports and Jesus at gmail.com. Um any questions about this or any clarification you'd like us to make, like contact us. We'd love to talk with you. If you just want to talk with us, we'd love to talk with you too. But um so be uh prayer prayer goes a lot into help discerning this call and um, so we will catch y'all on the flippity flip again again flipping it flop
0: flip flop (laughs) Of the, true vine, the only way to the true God All is the stray, leaving fools blind The truth lies, know it's seeking see minds We sheep going through the gate, that's the true sign That we know the resurrection in life The light of the world, he came, show strength in his might This message is plain, this chain, get the letters precise These are the I am saying, show definite height. We know a Satan who's God